This episode is brought to you by my free webinar, Jump and Scale Your Business. It's my three-part training series, all dedicated to finding and attracting the right kind of people that will scale your business. Did I mention it's free? Listen, you have to attend this if you want to grow your staff, you feel like you're being held hostage, you have high turnover, you feel burnt out, or you're just not seeing the results you want. Join me for this three-part free webinar series. Register now at jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. That's jumpconsulting.net forward slash scale. I'll see you there. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Hello, all you listeners out there. This is Bella Vasta, and you are joining me for my very first episode of Bella in Your Business. This is my new podcast that, as with everything else in my life, will kind of come naturally. Um, I'm not going to guarantee every Sunday or once a month or whatever it might be, but when I have something I want to sit here and talk to you about, I'm going to get on here and do it for you. So... Um, my life has been quite interesting lately, and those of you who follow me on Facebook or might be in one of our Facebook groups may know that um, this year has been quite incredible. I'm extremely blessed, and um, God's teaching me a couple of lessons right now, but uh, back in January, as you all may know, I married the man of my dreams. More about that later um, when I talk to you about Match.com, but um about a month ago, I found out that we were having a baby girl, which is really exciting. Her name's going to be Olivia. But two weeks after that, I ended up in the hospital. This is something that can be quite scary for any business owner, um, let alone mother, mother of a child, um, or anyone who, like myself, has actually never been a patient in the hospital. The biggest surgery I've ever had was on my right eye that was lazy when I was five years old. And um, a, a really short amount of stitches when I was hopping off the monkey bars one fourth of July when I was about 10. So never really a stay in the hospital. Um, it really put a lot of things in perspective for me. And um, it was, it was uh, some blood pressure issues. And um, we got everything all stabilized. Um, pregnancy can, as the women out there who have been pregnant probably know, really throw your whole system off. Um, so it's, it's landed me on bed rest now, which basically means um, it's, what is today, Wednesday? And I haven't left my house since last Thursday, and that was for a doctor's appointment. Um, it's lucky that I have an amazing staff of pet sitters that are just really picking up the slack everywhere um, they possibly can. And I have an amazing husband um, and parents and brother all close by. So, um, it's a lot different for, for Bella to sit here and instruct people on how to do grocery shopping. Anyways, um, that's what's been going on with me. And so I'm sitting here talking to you, um, laying in bed (laughs) and I thought what better time to start this podcast than right now. So I'm really, really excited to be here because I have a lot to say, um, as always, And the hardest part of this first podcast is really picking out exactly what to say to you guys, um, because there's just so much. So this might be a little bit of a mishmash today, 
Um, I'm going to try to go for about 30 minutes. I hope you enjoy this journey with me. I hope I inspire you and motivate you because that really truly is my mission in life. Um, I just get so much joy out of being able to do that. So um, I want to remind or bring to your attention that next Thursday, June 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern, I will be doing an exclusive webinar with all the Power Pet Sitter users, part of their Power Pet Sitter series that they do every month. All of the users get to enjoy a, um, a great talk by great speakers in our industry, and I'm privileged enough to be coming to you doing that on June 19th. So if you're a Power Pet Sitter user, mark your calendar. I'll be talking about how to have a howling pet event, because let's face it, as long as you're not in, let's see, Arizona or maybe even Texas right now, the rest of the country's heating up pretty well and really enjoyable. In Arizona, it's about 108 out right now, so it's not exactly yappy hour season. But for the rest of you folks, it's a prime, prime time for you to get out there and meet and greet and mingle with your community through a various different ways, whether it's walking clubs or breakfast clubs or yappy hours or apartment uh, yappy hours. You know, there's just so many things you can do. And I have so many ideas for you. It is based off of my existing class that you can find on jumpconsulting.net, nine elements to a howling pet event. But I'm going to put a different spin on it this time. So I invite you to join us. Um, let's see. So I've been doing a lot of research and a lot of interviews on, um, the whole audit process. There have been lots of pet sitters that have been audited and it's not just by the IRS. It's by the state governments as well. Um, there are other agencies that can audit you, but those are the ones that, um, have come to my attention and I've had the pleasure of being able to interview pet sitters on. And um, again, those are all on jumpconsulting.net as well. Um, they're very interesting. People have been audited for things like um, using um, falsely reporting mileage or home office expenses um, for independent contractors not collecting the money from the uh, actual client, but the pet sitting company accepting the money from the client and then cashing out the independent contractor. Um, there's, there's one coming out next week that is by Michelle, and she wrote just one of the most awesomest, if that's a word, narratives about her experience. And she brings up some really amazing points, and I want you guys to really keep Tuesday in your head, because on Tuesday that will be posting. And she talks about how... She started off with ICs, but, and she was just, you know, uh, average size company. It was just about a hundred thousand dollars. And, you know, a lot of pet sitters walk around thinking, oh, that's really small or I I'm a small company. They don't care about me. And, you know, she did go through this audit and she learned some really interesting things, things that I love sharing with you because we kind of know it. But people always dismiss it. And the it is that her CPA and lawyer advised her on how to do things. But as we all know, her CPA and lawyer are not going to sit there and pay her penalties, fines, back taxes, and interest 
when she gets audited. They can only offer an advice. And like anything in business, everything is always a risk. So um, Michelle shares her experience through that whole thing, how now she's five years in business and she's still paying for the audit that happened. You know, it really was a financial distress. It was a, um, an emotional distress, a physical distress. And, you know, I just really urge business owners to not just go with the, the, the normal saying that we hear so many times, oh, I'm going to do what's right for me. But really, truly, I think the question is, how much risk do you want to take? And when it comes to any kind of business, you're going to be taking a risk. Um, When you go drive your car down the freeway, you're going to be taking a risk. Everything is a risk in life. But what my question comes down to between independent contractors and employees is how much risk are you willing to take? The state and the feds have made it very clear that they don't favor independent contractors. I mean, they don't make money off of it. So, of course, they're going to do everything in their power um, when they get, you know, that piece of meat, that business, to try to disprove them, discredit them, whatever it might happen. And then it's the business that is left in the lurch. So, the way I personally answer the question, which any of you who know me know, is I just think that, you know, there's less risk with employees. Is there still hiring issues? Of course. Is there still... Uh, scheduling issues, of course. There are all the same issues you have with independent contractors, but the legalities of it just aren't there as much. Um, You'll also see, while I've been busy the past couple of months, uh, you can go ahead and search for 18 real reasons why employees are easier than independent contractors. Uh, Julie Frederick and I, um, pets that are Boise up in Idaho, um, shout out to her. She's absolutely amazing. Um, her and I got together and created these 18 real reasons where there's actual facts that back these things up, um, you know, back to statutes, back to rules, back to people being audited, back to simple IRS. Hey, this is what defines an independent contractor. And, um, I also know that we go and say, well, what about roofers? What about hairdressers? What about all these other industries? These other industries have been around for a lot longer than us pet sitters. They have lobbyists. They have huge national organizations that, that have lots of money backing behind them that, that can really influence our government. And unfortunately, our industry is still in the infancy stage, I would say. I mean, what's like 25 years old or so? And, you know, we just don't have that power yet. Um, We're having issues with workmen's compensation. Some people are being put in a code of domestic workers. Others are putting in a code of boarding. So, you know, things are very unclear. They're not cut and dry. They're not black and white in our industry. And unfortunately, it's the small business owner who suffers when challenged because it's just very tough. There have been pet sitters that have gone up against um, um, about against audits and won. But, you know, in my book, it's not really winning if you've spent thou- tens of thousands of dollars defending yourself and all of this stress and time and energy. I mean, 
I just really encourage everyone to think about how much risk they're really willing to take. And, um, and that'll really help you. So switching gears to my dating story. I wrote about this. Um, it'll be coming out my blog soon as well. Um, but for those of you who don't know, I was on Match.com for a good five years. It was incredibly interesting. Each time for five years, I mustered up the energy to get my hair done and get my heels on and get that cute little outfit and all this stuff just to go out and meet someone new, wonder if they're actually who they say they are, and then have to invest the time to really watch to see if their actions really follow up what they're saying. Um, each time, obviously, it didn't end up working out for one reason or another. Um, some might have called me insane. I mean, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. But I didn't think I was insane because when you have a certain goal in mind or this dream, then it's not really insane because it, it is an attainable dream or goal. You just have to get to it. And my obtainable dream or goal was to be a wife and a mom, which I'm so happy to say that, you know, I'm married now and I've got, I've got Olivia sitting here kicking away in my tummy as I'm talking to you. So I would say mission accomplished, you know? Um, but you know, this was, this was hard because was I determined? Yes. Was there points where I just really felt like I was just going to die alone? I wasn't going to find anybody or maybe it was me and maybe I was just doomed and and there was nobody on this planet for me. I mean, over five years, there's a lot of emotions that you go through and wonder. And I'm sure many of you have been in that exact situation. But there's something that keeps you going and wanting you in this situation to find a mate, to find to find a life partner, you know? In fact, I got so discouraged at one point that I came home from a conference and this guy had asked me twice to go out and twice I kind of fluffed him off because I was just kind of tired. I was, I didn't want to go out again. I didn't want to, oh, so what's your family like and what do you want out of life and where do you work and are you a player? <laughs> you know, I was just really burnt out and, um, I decided to accept an invitation. It was the third time this person had asked me out. We met at Tommy Bahama, which has a beautiful restaurant here in Scottsdale. And um, it turned out to be my husband. And we had an instant attraction. Um, we had a wonderful evening. And um, it was a fairy tale. It really was. He wished upon a star that he saw shooting. And I mean, the whole nine yards, guys. This is, I can't make this up. But the point of me telling you this is I had to go through five years of crap to get through it. Not only that, but I also had to keep a positive attitude. I had so many different experiences that I could have gotten bent out of shape for, but I chose to take those experiences, those what some might call mistakes, and choose to learn from them. So my point telling you this is that nothing you do in life is a failure if you learn from it. Peter Shankman actually has a really awesome podcast that's centered around this very thing. 
I would encourage you to go to Google right now and Google it because it, he interviews these business owners that have just failed over and over again and finally just made it happen. And the whole premise is, you know, you don't fail unless you don't learn something from it. So with all of this dating, of course, um, you're trying to probably figure out where the heck I'm getting at with this. But, you know, with all this dating, I just, sometimes I honed in on what I really did want, what I didn't want. You know, some people might go out and look for someone who's really rich and drives a great car or, or has a good house or lots of money in the bank. But other people might look at that and go, oh my God, you're married to your job or, you know, those are the things you value in life and you're really an empty person inside or maybe they're not an empty person inside, but maybe the looker, the seeker decided that what they were seeking originally wasn't exactly what would get them to their goal or their life dream. Guys, dating is so much like hiring. I want you to really think about this because it's so true. The first date is like the sec is like the first interview. The second date is like the second interview. You're really watching these people throughout your 30, 60, 90 day trial hiring period to find out if they walk the talk, you know, if their actions match up with what they're saying. If in the dating world, if they're a player or not, you know, are they blowing smoke up your butt or are they like really being genuine and sincere. You have to really find someone's heart. And um, I'm a big believer that you cannot just meet someone for 10 or 15 minutes and hire them off the bat. There might be some exclusions to that rule, but generally speaking, it takes a lot longer to get to know a potential staff member than just a quick interview, talking about everything under the sun with no hoops or things to jump through. I'm a big proponent for first interviews, second interviews, um, ungodly um, micromanaging type training for a week or two, and then another 30 days of trial before you actually even give them the job for real. And, you know, I just, I see so many people getting so discouraged with this hiring thing. And I want to also share another personal story with you. Um, in October, I decided to go on a hiring freeze because in January I was getting married and then we were, um, we were getting married January 4th here. Then on January 11th, going to Europe and getting married there. That's where my husband's from. And then we went to Rome for a week on a honeymoon and then back to his home, home country and hung out there. So I was basically off the entire month of January and, you know, I didn't want to bring on someone during the busy holiday season, try to train them, God forbid, have them quit while I was away. It was just too much of a rocking of the boat. So I made the executive decision that I was going to sacrifice what I needed to sacrifice so that I could do what I needed to do in my life, which was, again, my life goal, like the thing that was most important to me, you know, and I really wanted to be present. I didn't want to be walking down the aisle whispering cat litter instructions to someone sitting there <laughs> to try to tell them to tell a pet sitter on the phone how to do a job. Like I wanted to be present. So, um, you know, I went on this hiring freeze and when I got back February 1st, I was like, all right, we're going to hire. Well, it took me three months to find someone. You guys, 
I cannot tell you how many Craigslist ads I posted. I can't tell you how many people I interviewed. A couple of them I hired, and then a week or two later, didn't work out, you know. But I didn't get discouraged, because I can't get discouraged. I decided to keep going forward. And you know what? Honest, Truth be told, my business numbers for the first time in as long as I can remember, my revenue has dipped. It hasn't sunk or anything, but it did take a little bit of a hit. Because at the time, um, I decided to increase my prices to a high price. And because, you know, our supply was low, we didn't have a lot of staff. And that decreased the amount of new clients I got. Therefore, the amount of repetitive clients that I have now that would have booked, you know, in the first quarter. So these, this is all truth. This is all me being really real with you. These were all decisions that I made because I wasn't going to let my business run my life. I wanted my life. And that's something that's always been very, very important to me. And these are the consequences. And it's nothing drastic or something that, you know, we can't handle. But, you know, it was a little bit of a shift. But my point is, is that, you know, our businesses are always a balancing act. You're always balancing something, whether it's schedules, personalities, um, money flow, cash flow. Um, You know, there's always something we're balancing. So we've really got to be good jugglers. But the only way to really do that is to really know what it is that you want. If you don't know what you want, you're going to be chasing out what everyone else wants, and then you're never going to be happy. So getting back to hiring, um, I ended up finding a terrific person. Uh, She's going to be absolutely amazing with us. She's been with us for about six weeks now. I feel really confident. And, you know, things are back on track. But the thing is, is that I didn't panic. I Sure, there were days that I did get a little bit like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is happening, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it. We're going to be stronger from it. We're going to see the impact that things happen. Um, You know, so when you're looking for people to hire, it might be three months. It might be three days. It might be six months, nine months, okay? But I don't want you to get discouraged. The thing that I really want you to focus on is, is, changing up your ways. In fact, I wrote a blog. I know you can't believe it, but (laughs) I wrote a blog and I'm going to just go over it really quickly with you here because maybe you didn't see it. Maybe you didn't read it. But if you're looking for new ways to try to attract people to work for you, um, most pet sitters only do like Craigslist, you know, and when you're reading the Craigslist ad, it's you must, you must, you must, don't you dare contact me unless this happens. And it's, me, 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 me. It's just, it's so painful to read. And I made that mistake too. I've made all these mistakes, guys. I'm trying to explain this to you so that I can help motivate you not to make these same mistakes and to give you ideas and inspiration to stay positive about this whole thing because it does stink sometimes. It absolutely does stink, but stay positive. So here's how you can do this. The Craigslist ad, why don't you make it more like you're trying to attract a new client, you know? By that, I mean like, hey, so why would you want to be a pet sitter? Well, I know I'm personally biased because it's the best job on earth, but your bosses wag their tails and lick your face, you know? Who wants to get paid to work or, or, I'm sorry, to exercise, you know? Come work for us. Great benefits include 
not having to wear makeup, company t-shirts, getting to be, you know, on your own schedule and go to the grocery store at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday when it's dead, you know, being personal about this job and the position will really, you'll see it drastically change the amount of responses you get from Craigslist because everyone on Craigslist is barking the same thing. I encourage you to wag more. If you want more examples on this, email me at danielle at jumpconsulting.net and I really will, I'll, I'll show you the one that I posted that's more upbeat and fun and that got me lots more responses. All right, that was the bonus one. So let me go down this list really quick for you guys. Number one, go to your local vet. And if you want to read through this again, you can always Google um, 12 places other than Craigslist. You can find pet sitting applicants um, and then jump consulting. So number one, local vets. Um, Your local vets are really great because a lot of them um, have great workers who would totally love to get paid to do overnights. So that's if you're hiring for overnights. Local groomers, again, a great source for overnight sitters. Um, They don't obviously groom overnight. And once you get someone on the, quote, inside, like a vet or a groomer, you're going to also see those referrals just start raining in. Um, so really getting to know those people are really good. How do you get to know those people? Glad you asked. You guys should really check out my nine, uh, ways to make a howling pet event because those pet events that you create in the community or that talk that I'm doing with power pet sitter, it really shows you how to build those relationships in a way that's not like, hi, here's my business card. Can you hold these and hand it out for me? Okay. Bye. You know, it like, it gets you to like having their personal cell phone number and really becoming friends with these people. And that's really going to help your business. Um, number three, advertising. So if you don't, if you do any, um, print advertising, you should always have a little line at the bottom, something like always looking for great pet sitters apply within or something to that of nature, because you're paying for this advertisement already. You might as well put in a line at the very bottom. Um, describing that. Another thing is your business cards. The same thing with advertising, you know, always, always looking for great people apply at within or inquire within, uh, veterinarian schools. So find out if there's a vet tech school around you, or maybe there's a community college that teaches, um, veterinarian type classes, um, contact the teachers. Uh, you never know what kind of connections you can make. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to, like, knock it out of the park on everyone. You might only meet one teacher or one connection that actually gets what you're doing and wants to help you. It really comes from, like, the type of person that you meet when you do this kind of thing. Another place is online students. So contact those community colleges, the tech colleges, the colleges and universities in your town. Find out where and how you can post for their online job boards. A lot of online students are fantastic for this because they don't commute to school, so they don't have that big scheduling block. Chances are, if you're an online student, you can manage your time pretty well, and the chances also are that they are looking to make money. That's why they don't want to take up all their time going and sitting in a lecture hall. So figure that one out. Um, You can also email your clients. You never know what client um, might be some stay-at-home mom or in some sort of a life transition and might love to get paid to get out there and walk some dogs from 10 to 2 every afternoon if you have dog walking, you know, services. Um, 
you know, your clients, your existing clients want to see you succeed. They want you to succeed so that you can keep servicing them. So approach them and you can even ask them, hey, do you have any other ideas for me for the ones that you're really close with? Give them a call, like make it personal. Uh, Facebook, so you can share it on your personal page. You can share your help wanted ad on your business page. You can ask your friends and partners like rescue groups or that groomer or that vet or the trainer to share your help wanted ad. They all have your captive audience, you guys. They're in your demographic. Um, they're in your, your area. They, they all have pet lovers that are part of their communities. These places could be a gold mine. Um, and then you could also pay for, you know, the sponsored story or boost a post, you know, that whole kind of thing. Uh, number nine, email influencers. So is there a local blog or a news source or sometimes there's like local magazines that will list like, you know, help wanted ads or, you know, we're looking for people to do this or that. Reach out to them and ask them, Hey, I need workers. Can you do this or that for me? Senior centers, senior citizens can be a gold mine. Um, and when you think senior citizen, don't think a cripply old person that's 85 in a wheelchair. I mean, technically my mom is considered a senior citizen. She looks like my sister. Um, she gets a senior discount. She was so excited at the grocery store the other day. Um, but these are great, great people. They are sometimes retired or they're just looking for like extra petty cash income. Um, and these can be really great people. Another one is a PTO or a PTA, you know, the parent teacher organizations. Again, this is where those moms hang out. You're looking for those moms who had a baby and are looking to get rid of that baby weight. Um, you're looking for those moms who kids are now in high school and they feel like they have no place in the world anymore because their teenagers don't want to have anything to do with them, but they'll feel so much fulfillment working for you, um, because they feel appreciated and they're able to use their nurturing skills on the pets. I mean, you contact the presidents of the PTOs or PTAs of all different grades and, um, or schools in your area and ask them, Hey, do you have a newsletter? Do you have a Facebook group? Would you post this for me? And last is the local newspaper. It's an old school idea. I understand, but you never know. Some of the small towns that I talk or some of the pet sitters I talk to in small towns have really great little newspapers in their communities that people really look at. You know, um, here in Phoenix, uh, I'd get lost in a sea of everything if I were to put it in a, a newspaper that goes out to, I don't know, 5 million people. <laughs> um, so you really got to take that with a grain of salt. But my point is, is that I don't want to hear any of you guys get discouraged or say that you can't find sitters if the only thing you're doing is posting the same old, boring, stale thing on Craigslist. And that's telling people, this is what I need, this is what I don't need, and you better do this or that. So guys, I hope this excites you. Um, this is the first podcast. I told you I was going to try to keep it to 30 minutes, and I'm at 31 right now. I know it might be a little bit all over the place. Please post on Facebook and tell me what you thought of this. Um, tell me if you thought it was good, if you thought it was bad. If you have topics or ideas that you'd love to just hear my thoughts on for the next one. Um, I sure enjoy doing these. 
because laying in bed on bed rest all day gets a little boring, and now I feel really excited just sitting here doing this for you. Um, Tell me your thoughts. I want to hear what worked, what didn't, what you disagreed with, or what other ideas you had. Um, and, and let's get the conversation going. So find me on facebook.com backslash jump consulting. Don't forget to go to my website and download your free book. Um, it's called uh, Barking Up the Right Tree, The Pet Sitter's Guide to Networking. And, um, and that, that's an awesome, awesome book for free. And um, I also got tons of different products and things I can help you out with, too. So don't be bashful. I'm here just a click away. Thank you so much again, you guys. Have a great day. Keep jumping. Know that I've got your shoot, and I am here for you. Talk to you soon. Thanks for jumping with Bella in your business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.